I welcome you all to this uh, meeting and indeed it's uh, a pleasure time to be with you. I introduce myself as uh, my brother said, my name is Saleh Saleh and uh, I'm currently in Brinda uh, collaborating with the Foreigners Guidance Center in the city. I have uh, as far as my education is concerned I obtained my uh, bachelor's in uh, chemistry at the Lebanese University in Beirut and then I finished my uh, PhD degree in biochemistry at the University of Ohio in Athens, Ohio. I did my training as a postdoc uh, in several uh, schools in the United States and uh, in several departments mainly uh, around the departments of pharmacology cell biophysics and uh, my work was concentrated initially on the uh, molecular mechanisms of muscle contraction whether it's uh, striated as well as um, heart muscle contraction and uh, I did uh, work in my last work was uh, related to the mechanism of uh, mutagenesis in uh, skin cancer cells uh, due to the exposure of certain chemicals as well as to uh, UV radiation. Uh, I have several publications in these uh, areas and uh, this is not really the topic that I want to talk about. May, many of you are around or uh, oriented around things close to uh, these uh, scientific um, references that I made. But today I want to talk about the Quran, medicine, science, not to make it uh, um, as an academic as an academic uh, talk as much as an objective there is behind it. And the objective is to educate people to the best of my ability about Islam. Uh, believe me, before I came here, I received a call from uh, England, from London, and there was on the line a man from Switzerland. And... Uh, a brother from Pakistan handed him a book called Towards Understanding Islam and uh, he took the time to read the book and made a phone call requesting uh, to whether we have copies to sell him the book and uh, we just mailed him the book with other uh, references about Islam I make this introduction because uh, every time uh, one travels abroad and mainly in the West sees uh, more and more interest in uh, amongst people uh, regarding the faith of Islam, meaning to know about Islam. Certainly the things happening in the midst of Europe are uh, bothering to many as well as intriguing. They want to know more. So at this time it may be good to examine what is this faith and what does it really call for. And the title that was given makes sense to people like you who are in the field of science and to introduce you I want to introduce you first to a book called The Developing Human which is called uh, The Developing Human Clinically Oriented Embryology Course by a uh, professor of uh, anatomy and associate dean of basic sciences at the University of Toronto at the Faculty of Medicine his name is uh, Keith L. Moore and uh, he was also head of the anatomy and, uh, department at the University of Manitoba in Canada and the chairman of the department also there at the University of Toronto. This book, this man uh, had done a lot of work and research in the area of embryology and his book is being taught at many uh, medical schools in the United States as well as internationally. And he cites certain things which I was amazed to uh, the first time to look at and I will read for you what he says. He gives a history about embryology and in this history he refers to the Middle Ages and he says it is cited in the Quran, for those who want to have a copy they can have a copy of that. It says it is cited in the Quran, the 7th century AD, the holy book of the Muslims, that human beings are produced from a mixture of secretions from the male and the female. 
several references are made to the creation of a human like or a human being from a nutfa or a small drop. Nutfa is in Arabic. The translation of the meaning is a small drop. And it is also stated that the resulting organism settles in the womb like a seed six days after its beginning. Then he puts his own remark saying the human plasticist begins to implant in the uterus about six days after fertilization. This is a scientific fact. Then he continues saying, reference is also made to the leech-like appearance of the embryo, and then he quotes to himself saying, the embryo shown in figure 53a in his book, looks like a leech or a bloodsucker. And you open your book, or, his, or you open the book and you find that figure, and you see how it looks like a leech or a bloodsucker. Then he continues saying, the embryo is also said in the Quran to resemble a chewed substance. Then he quotes, the somites of older embryos somewhat resemble teeth marks in a chewed substance. If you take a gum and you chew on it, and that's the way it looks at a certain stage of its development. And then he says, for more information about embryological references in the Quran, see his paper in 1986, which is entitled, A Scientist's Interpretation of References to Embryology in the Quran, the Journal of International Medical Association, volume 18, page 15, 1986. This is uh, Keith Moore, and uh, Keith Moore was invited to many places to talk about the relationship between what is being discovered scientifically and the references made in the Quran. More than 1400 years ago, uh, these references were cited in the Quran. Certainly we all know that Muhammad, peace be upon him, born in Mecca, was unlettered. He didn't know anything about these discoveries in the 20th century. And he didn't have, nor those before him, didn't have a fluorescence microscope, or a light microscope to say at least, to find out or to uh, trace the semen, how it goes and meets the egg, and how it fertilizes the egg, and how and where it plants, and when it plants, etc. But I will read to you what's in the Quran. The translation of the meaning of this verse, which is in Surah, which means chapter 22, and it is verse 5 in the Quran, the translation of the meaning, O mankind, if you are in doubt about the resurrection, then verily we have created you from dust, in reference to Adam, and from a nutfah, which is the mixed drops of male and female sexual discharges, and therefore this is the offsprings of Adam, then from a clot, which is a piece of thick coagulated blood, then from a little lump of flesh, some formed and some unformed, referring to miscarriages, that we may make it clear for you to show our power and ability to do what we will, and we cause whom we will to remain in the wombs for an appointed term. Then we bring you out as infants, then give you growth, that you may reach your age of full strength, and among you there is he who dies young, and among you there is he who is brought back to the miserable old age, so that he knows nothing after having known. The end of the verse. Those men think that he will be left neglected. Wasn't he a nutfa, the small drop of male and female mixed discharge, poured forth? Then he became an alaka, which is the clot. Then Allah shaped and fashioned him in due proportion, and made of him two sexes, male and female. Isn't he Allah who does that, able to give life to the dead? Yes, he is able to do all things. The Quran, Surah 75, verses 36 to 40. Verily we have created man in toil. Thinks he that none can overcome him? He says boastfully, arrogantly, I have destroyed wealth in abundance. Thinks he that none sees him? Have we not made for him a pair of eyes, and a tongue, and a pair of lips, and showed him the two ways, good and evil?
O man, what has made you careless concerning your Lord, Allah, the most generous, who created you, fashioned you perfectly and gave you a due proportion in whatever he will? He put you together, nay, but you deny the recompense. There is an objective, therefore, behind these verses. It is meant to educate man about his own creator, so that man refers to him and turns to him, submit to him, and this is the meaning of Islam, which many don't really realize what does it mean. Islam means the submission in will to the creator. And in essence, every created being born is born on this natural state of submitting to his creator. This is called in Arabic fitrah, which is the innate nature in man. It is his parents or those around him, as Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, explained, that it is his parents who make him a Jew, a Christian, or a Magian. It is the environment that took him from his natural state, this natural state of Islam, of submission. And as a consequence of submission comes the peace to the soul. It is my parents who made me what I was. Cat Stevens, formerly Cat Stevens, the pop singer. But now I realize that I was born on a natural state of submission, which I had been searching for a long time. This is the story of how I came to Islam by Cat Stevens, formerly. His name is Yusuf Islam now. Many of you remember his songs. I have a paper here, a copy of Newsweek, February 17, 1992. In this article, it talks about an ancient city, a discovery by satellite, of an ancient excavation site was done here in Oman, which is south of Arabia, in the desert. And in the beginning of the article, The two scientists who led the discovery say that the Quran describes how the earth swallowed up they swallowed up an ancient city called the city of towers as referred to in the Quran called Iram and then they talk about their discovery and the details of this discovery but why to cite the Quran? and then use modern technology with all the sophisticated signals from the sky down to find out where is the site of the city of Iran and they found it and it as the Quran described it it was one of the greatest cities that was ever built by the people of Ad the Quran refers to their name the people of Ad then the Quran tells us the story of the people of Ad. Who were they? A messenger was sent to them after they became arrogant about their worship of Allah and turned away and thought because of their intelligence or intelligence that they are able to secure for themselves the resources of the earth and thus be self-sufficient. So they claimed. Allah reminded them, as He did with many before, many nations before, by sending messengers to them to remind them to come to their senses and to return to the worship of their Creator, who had bestowed upon them the very intelligence that they feel or they use in an arrogant way. A prophet by the name of Hud, H-U-D, was sent to the people of Ad, calling them to turn to their Creator and submit to Him in Islam. They rejected and the torment fell upon them. And that was the destruction of their magnificent city, which people now see the signs of it. And Allah reminds people about this in the Quran. Go and look at their signs. Go and look at their ruins, for you 
to remember, to see. Similarly, if you go north from Medina, from the city of Medina, towards the greater Syria, north, if you travel, you pass by the dwellings of the people of Hamud, and you see their dwellings, how they did their homes inside the mountains, and the Quran tells the details of their buildings, and how they used to live in there, and how the signs of Allah came to them to submit and not to reject the favors of their Lord, but they did reject, and many nations before did the same. But Allah, most gracious and most merciful and also most just, send them guidance, send revelations before to many nations, and at the same time send messengers who called and reminded people from amongst them. He chose them from amongst them, human beings, not gods, as many had made humans as gods, and worshipped them, and gave them divinity. Yet they are created, they are themselves in need. But God Allah is the all and self-sufficient, most perfect. He is not in need of anything. Everything is in need of Him. He reminds us about many things around us, which we take for granted. The mountains that we look and see, their beauty. He reminds us that they have a purpose, first for you to reflect and to contemplate for you and me about the power and about the magnificent creation of Allah. And at the same time, they are pegs that maintain the stability of the earth. Listen to what Allah says in the Quran. The translation of the meaning, haven't we not made the earth as a bed and the mountains as pegs? Many studies done basically in West Germany and published in many scientific journals have referred to these mountains indeed as columns or pegs that go deep in the earth. Muhammad peace be upon him didn't have the tools to go down and dig deep to find out how the mountains go inside the earth. And we have placed on the earth fair mountains, mountains, lest it should shake with them. And we place therein broad highways between mountains for them to pass through, that they may be guided. You and me, men with different tongues and with different colors, and among his signs in the creation, or is the creation of the heavens and the earth, and the differences of your language and colors. Verily in that are indeed signs for men or for men of knowledge. The men of knowledge recognize this fact. And they saw also and they do also recognize the day and the night. And they reflect on that. They reflect on the rest, the sleep, the working time. As Allah refers to this in the Qur'an, Allah causes the night and the day to succeed each other. Truly in these things is indeed a lesson for those who have insight. Then let man look at his food, that we pour forth water in abundance and we split the earth in clefts, and we cause therein grain to grow, and grapes and clover plants, that is green fodder for the cattle and olives and date palms and gardens dense with many trees and fruits and herbage to be a provision and benefit for you and your cattle. If Allah takes away what He gave us, who can restore it? And Allah has brought you out from the wombs of your mothers while you know nothing. And He gave you hearing, sight and hearts that you may thank Allah. Quran. And the two seas, the kinds of water, are not alike. This fresh sweet and pleasant to drink and that saltish and bitter. And from them both you eat fresh tender meat fish and derive the ornaments that you wear. And you see the ships cleaving the sea water as they, see, as they sail through it, that you may seek of his bounty 
and that you may give thanks. The Quran. And it is he who has let free the two seas kinds of water. One palatable and sweet and the other salt and bitter and he has set a barrier and a complete partition between them. Now you go to the Mediterranean and the Red Sea. There are a great deal of differences in the specific gravity if you talk about the amount of solute dissolved in the amount or the volume of water. The density. Similarly between the Atlantic Ocean and the Mediterranean. There is a barrier between the two. A partition based upon the specific gravity as well as surface tension that keeps them separate and distinct even in the kinds of animals that live in them. Allah has spoke about this as a sign for mankind. Certainly Muhammad peace be upon him didn't know anything about specific gravity nor about surface tension. Say to the disbelievers, O Muhammad, tell me, if Allah took away your hearing and your sight and sealed up your hearts, who is there a God other than Allah could restore them to you? Look how variously we explain the signs, proofs, evidences, verses, lessons, yet they turn aside. Say, O Muhammad, to them, tell me, if Allah made the night continuous for you till the day of resurrection, who is God besides Allah who could bring you light? Will you not then hear the Quran? Say, O Muhammad, to them, tell me, if Allah made the day continuous for you till the day of resurrection, who is a God besides Allah who could bring you night wherein you rest? Will you not then see? Is it not he or isn't he better than your gods, those who are created themselves? Who, God, created the heavens and the earth and sends down for you water, rain from the sky, whereby we cause to grow wonderful gardens, full of beauty and delight? Is not, it is not in your ability to cause the growth of their trees. You couldn't. Is there any God with Allah? Nay, but there are people who ascribe equals to him. Is not he better than your gods who are created, who has made the earth as a fixed abode, and has placed rivers in its midst, and has placed fair mountains therein, and has set a barrier between the two seas of salt and seawater? Is there any God with Allah? Nay, but most of them know not. Those who ascribe, ascribe partners to God, those who have taken people to worship them, they know not. Is not he better than your God, small g, who guides you in the darkness of the land and sea, and who sends the winds as heralds of glad tidings, going before his mercy, the rain. Is there any God with Allah? High exalted be Allah above what they associate to him as partners. Is not he better than your God who responds to the distressed one, who he calls him and submits to him, and he who removes the evil and makes you inheritors of the earth generations after generations? Is there any God with Allah? Little is that you remember. Could there be two gods? We are one creation with different tongues and colors and different, different settings and dwellings. Some in the north, some in the south, some in southeast Asia, some in the west, some in the middle, etc. But we are all created. And by the way, for those who want to say evolution, I have for them a scientific reply for the 
theory of Darwin and evolution, etc. They can look at it. It's called man and nature. This is the creation of Allah, so show me that which those beside him have created. Please, if you feel that you want to make a copy of it, we could send you a copy of this. It, it didn't go to publication yet, but I would like you to have copies of that. You could request it through one of the brothers here. It's not the time for Darwin, but we could talk about it maybe in another lecture. <coughs> Two gods, one creation, one creation. One objective for it behind this creation. We couldn't go just aimlessly in this world and say we just here we founded ourselves or we founded others and we exist here, no purpose. Just to enjoy life, quote unquote, and escape through this mentally founded that we just made it for ourselves. Many people, I'm just living this life and enjoy it. I don't care what comes next. This is the escape. This is the running away from responsibility, from accountability. The whole center of the life of the person is just turning to the materialistic aspect of living. Being now, in one way or another, worshipping desire. And desire, at one point, was the God of Rome. The God of Rome was desire at one point. Many who fled the medieval times of the European era, and fled the church persecution at one time or another. They wanted to escape. They don't want to hear anything about the word God because of the practices of certain things that was done in the church then. That led them to escape completely into themselves and then find, find for themselves certain things to concentrate on. And when it comes to the issue of God, they found for themselves Mother Nature. Mother Nature is our God now. Mother Nature has no will. Man has a will, Mother Nature doesn't have a will. Man has wisdom, Mother Nature doesn't have wisdom. And they made of it all divine. And they live even, some of them I really lived with many of people like this. They live in a kind of dichotomy. They come to work and he or she may be belonging to a certain religious group and they say God in their place of worship, but when they come to work, they want to be fitting into the atmosphere of work. So when the rain comes or the snow comes, they don't say God sends this or Mother Nature, because the atmosphere around is Mother Nature. So we have to fit. It is an escape from themselves, really. But at the end of the weekend, they could say God at the place of worship. One God, one creation, therefore must be one religion. God cannot be two. There couldn't be two gods. Listen to what Allah says in the Quran about this. No son or offspring or children of Adam or no son did Allah beget. Nor is there any God along with him. If there had been many gods, behold, each God would have taken away what he had created and some would have tried to overcome others, make a coup d'etat. Glorified be Allah above what they ascribe to him. Who's going to set the sun today? This God. Who's going to set this moon tomorrow? No, me. Coup d'etat. Conflict of powers. Couldn't be. It's against the perfect attributes of God. One and only one does not dwell in his creation, does not incarnate himself. It degrades his attributes, divine and high, and then in a man walking the street, eating food, united with him, going to the bathroom. Degradation from perfectness to imperfectness, couldn't be. It is He, Allah, who has set the stars for you, so that you may guide your course with their help through the darkness of the land and the sea. Certainly, people found how to do this now, but they forgot this. 
they forgot this favor from Allah who taught man to guide himself through the darkness of land and sea and use his creation, use the stars as guides, as objects to guide them. We have indeed detailed our science for people who know. Have you not seen that Allah causes water to fall from the sky? Simple but vivid. We take it too much for granted. We live by it. We only care how we're going to wash our cars next day from the rain. Allah causes water to fall from the sky with which is produced fruits of various colors. And in the mountains are tracts, white and red, of various shades of color, and black intense in hue. And so amongst men and beasts and cattle are they of various colors. Those truly fear Allah among his servants who have knowledge. Those truly who fear Allah have knowledge. Fact is more was quoted to say after he heard the passages from the Quran fully and some of the sayings of Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him about the stages of development of the human embryo he said definitely Muhammad could not have spoken this from himself he must have been under revelation from God people of knowledge submit skies without columns how many of us thought about that during the day Allah is he who raised the heavens without any pillars that you can see and then comes the Bing Bang theory don't the unbelievers see that the heavens and the earth were one joined together as one united piece then we parted them and we have made from water everything living will they not believe? but they believe in the Big Bang Theory and still to them a theory and they are still looking for the black hole Allah is he who raised the heavens without any pillars that you see then he arose over his throne he has subjected the sun and the moon in his law each running its course for a term appointed the sun and the air and the, and, the, and the moon listen to this each running its course for a term appointed he regulates all affairs explaining the signs in detail that you may believe with certainty in the meeting with your Lord that you will return to him don't live this life and go to the God of desire and submit to him and forget that you have a term you have to go back you have to be held accountable the orbits of the sun and the moon are signs of Allah now we understand something about how the forces of magnetism maintain these bodies in universal orbits listen to what Allah says and the sun runs on its fixed course for a term decree that is the decree of the almighty the all-knowing and the moon we have measured for it mansions to traverse till it turns like the old, dried, curved, date stock it's very thin, curved like the date stock that you see outside it is not for the sun it is not for the sun to overtake the moon nor does the night outstrip the day they all swim each in an orbit this is before the discovery of NASA Scientists discovered that wind can suck up the moisture from the terrestrial water, carry it up in dark clouds and break it up with rain. Listen to what Allah says in the Quran. It is Allah who sends the winds, so they raise the clouds. Then does He spread them in the sky as He wills and break them as fragments until you see raindrops issue from the midst thereof. people who care for knowledge should request a copy of the Quran and we send the winds filling clouds with water then cause the rain to descend from the sky therewith providing you with water that you are not the guardians of its stores you don't own it we are the ones 
who are the guardians of its stores. We give it to you. The milk we drink, it is wholesome and agreeable for man. The digestive enzymes in cattle transfer food into excretions in the small intestine where it gets absorbed into the bloodstream. The milk producing glands, quote unquote, absorb all the necessary constituents for milk. They absorb that to, and they absorb it, I repeat, the milk producing glands absorb all the necessary constituents for milk production circulating in the blood. All of this was not known to Muhammad, peace be upon him. It is one of the signs of Allah for those who contemplate and listen to what Allah says about milk. And verily in cattle there is a lesson for you. And verily in cattle there is a lesson for you. From what is within their bodies, between excretions and blood, we produce for you drink, milk, pure and agreeable to those who drink it. Breathing problems at high altitudes. Breathing problems at high altitudes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the case of the disbelievers when they become arrogant. He gives a parable saying as if they are raised their chests become just confined and stress there is on their chests as if they are raised high up into the skies. And we know when you go up what happens to your chest? Oxygen diminishes and there's a lot of stress on the lungs. But they have taken besides him Allah other guides or other gods with small g who created nothing but are themselves created. All these signs and there comes the reminder. But they have taken besides him, besides Allah, other gods who created nothing but are themselves created and can neither hurt nor benefit themselves. These gods, they can hurt, they can't hurt themselves, they can't even benefit themselves. And they possess no power of causing death, nor of giving life, nor of raising the dead. All of these gods are created and they can create nothing even a fly. They can't create nothing even a fly. Listen to what Allah subhanahu wa says. Verily those on whom you call besides Allah cannot create even a fly, though they combine together for this purpose. Let them combine all of these gods to create a fly. And if the fly should snatch away anything from them, they would have no power to release it from the fly. So we are both the seeker who seeks other than Allah and the sought, all those who consider themselves divine. Time is getting short. So many here need to know something perhaps about Jesus, peace be upon him. He raised the dead. And he, to many, is divine. Peace be upon him. Jesus, peace be upon him, was born from Mary, who was virgin. It was miraculous. At that time, all the people in Palestine then believed in miracles, so much in miracles. And in the birth of Jesus was a miracle itself for them. He was born from a mother without a father. To many who say, a few Muslims don't understand, he was born miraculously. Therefore he is divine. If you want to make Jesus, peace be upon him, divine, then you should have made Adam, peace be upon him, divine before. Because Adam was born, not born, was made, was created, had no father, no mother. According to this criteria of logic, then Adam must be divine, but he's not. Another thing, the miracles themselves that Jesus had done, peace be upon him, 
he himself refers to them in the text of the Bible that exists nowadays by saying, I of myself can do nothing. I cast devils by the will of God. In the Quran, Allah refers to that. And you cure the lepers and you raise the dead by my leave, by my permission, by Allah's leave, by Allah's permission. Jesus submitted to God, to Allah. He told his people, warning them exactly of what happened later. When people turned to worship him and made of him what they made of him. He said, but in vain they do worship me. In vain. They do worship me. And I'm only carrying the commandments to men. In another text, quoted to refer to Jesus saying, and he says, I am a man, Christ, man, a mediator between God and you, children of Israel. In many, many texts, even in the Bible that exists nowadays, depending on which version you want to go to, still there are vivid proofs that contradict the aspect of divinity of Jesus that had been taken by many of the creation of Allah. Regarding the message of Jesus, what did Jesus preach? He called Israel, the nation of Israel, the people of Israel, descendants of Jacob, saying to them, O Israel, the Lord, your Lord and my Lord, worship him, saying there is none except the Lord in heaven, referring to God, and then he says on earth, and on earth there is no savior. On earth there is no savior. Many say, you Muslims don't understand. But he shed his blood, he was meant to be, to shed his blood for the sake of humanity. Because of an original sin concept. This original sin concept was not developed by Jesus, but 325 AD was developed in a meeting, in a church. That we all carry the sin of Adam because Adam disobeyed God and then God punished Adam and therefore all the offsprings of Adam or the offspring of Adam carry the sin and referring to Jesus in the Bible even saying something contradictory to this the son shall not carry the sin of his father and the father shall not carry the sin of his son Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran وَلَا تَزِرُوا وَزِرَةٌ وَزْرَ no one shall bear the mistake or the error, the consequence of it meaning, of another one, of some person committing it. In fact, Adam referred to in the Quran, repented to Allah, the oft forgiving, most merciful, and Allah accepted his repentance from the mistake that he had done, from the disobedience that he had done. And in it there is a lesson for the offspring of Adam when they commit a sin to turn to their Lord and ask forgiveness. Couldn't be taken more than that. But Paul, and this is the fact which many from the fellow Christians don't really uh, consider vividly and they should search in it. Paul, P-A-U-L, was the one who developed much of the modern Christianity that we deal with or we in one way or another interact with. He was the one who developed the concept of Jesus being the mediator to save you from hell. He said in this way that you are born sinful. You couldn't even raise your hands to God asking him for repentance. You are too filthy. You are sinful. Put Jesus between God and you and you will be saved. Many before did that. The Arabs did that here. The pagan Arabs before Muhammad peace be upon him have done this. Have called them to quit that. This is one aspect which God, Allah, does not tolerate. And that is to associate partners with him, setting up intermediates between man and Allah. This is why all messengers had been sent before, and this is what Allah referred, warning to Muhammad, peace be upon him, saying, and it had been revealed to you, as it had been revealed to, you, to those before you, O Muhammad, that if you commit shirk, which means setting up rivals with me, with Allah, then all of your deeds will be in vain and on the day of judgment 
you will be amongst the losers. If you set up partners with me, therefore, Buddha, Jesus, Muhammad, Moses, Abraham, Confucius, Malcolm X, Malcolm Y, Elijah's, Saints, they cannot be divine. Muslims don't worship Muhammad, peace be upon him. There is no setting up of intermediates between God, Allah, and you and me. I will end by saying that for more clearance about the issue of Islam and the purity of its worship, I only refer you to the word of Allah in the Quran. This is the best reference, not me or anyone else. And please request it for your library or for those who want copies of it could contact our brothers here. They could arrange in one way or another to have copies for people to uh, circulate among themselves and benefit from it. And Self-destroyed were the owners of the ditch, of the fuel-fed fire. When they sat by it, and were themselves the witnesses of what they did to the believers. They had naught against them save that they believed in Allah, the mighty, the owner of praise, 
Him unto whom belongeth the sovereignty of the heavens and the earth, and Allah is of all things the witness. Lo, they who persecute believing men and believing women and repent not, theirs verily will be the doom of hell. And there's the doom of burning. Lo, those who believe and do good works, theirs will be gardens underneath which rivers flow. That is the great success. Lo, the punishment of thy Lord is stern. Lo, he it is who produceth, then reproduceth. And he is the forgiving, the loving. Lord of the throne of glory. Doer of what he will. Hath there come unto thee the story of the hosts? Of Pharaoh and the tribe of Thamud. Nay, but those who disbelieve live in denial. And Allah, all unseen, surroundeth them. Nay, but it is a glorious Quran. On a guarded tablet. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful. By the heaven and the morning star. Ah, what will tell thee what the morning star is? The piercing star. No human soul but hath a guardian over it. So let man consider from what he is created. He is created from a gushing fluid. That issued from between the loins and ribs. Lo, he verily is able to retain him unto life. On the day when hidden thoughts shall be searched out. Then will he have no might nor any helper. By the heaven which giveth the returning rain. And the earth which splitteth with the growth of trees and plants. Lo, this Quran is a conclusive word. It is no pleasantry. 
No, they plot a plot against thee, O Muhammad. And I plot a plot against them. So give a respite to the disbelievers. Deal thou gently with them for a while. In the name of Allah, the Beneficence, the Merciful. Praise the name of thy Lord, the Most High. Who createth, then disposeth. Who measureth, then guideth. Who bringeth forth the pasturage. Then turneth it to rusheth stubble. We shall make thee read, O Muhammad, so that thou shalt not forget. Say that which Allah willeth. Lo, he knoweth the disclosed and that which still is hidden. And we shall ease thy way unto the state of ease. Therefore remind men, for of use is the reminder. He will heed who feareth. But the most hapless will flout it. He who will be flung to the great fire. Wherein he will neither die nor live. He is successful who groweth. And remembereth the name of his Lord, so prayeth. But ye prefer the life of the world. Although the hereafter is better and more lasting. Lo, this is the former scrolls. The books of Abraham and Moses. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful. Hath there come unto thee tidings of the overwhelming? On that day many faces will be downcast. Toiling, weary, scorched by burning fire. Drinking from a boiling spring. No food for them save bitter thorn fruit. Which doth not nourish nor release from hunger. On that day other faces will be calm. Glad for their effort past. In a high garden. Where they hear no idle speech. Wherein is a gushing spring. Wherein are couches raised. And goblets set at hand. 
and cushions ranged and silken carpets spread will they not regard the camels how they are created and the heaven how it is raised and the hills how they are set up and the earth how it is spread remind them for thou art but a remembrancer Thou art not at all a warder over them, but whoso is averse and disbelieveth, Allah will punish him with direst punishment. 